It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. This week on B movie breakdown episode ninety four. It's not cranberry sauce. It's definitely not cranberry <laughs> sauce. It's blood rage. I'm Corey. I'm DRC, back from the grave and uh, terminal case of shit dick. Oh man, shit dick. Yep. That's terrible. That's what happens when you're a cop and, you know, evil thugs force you to rape them in the ass before they savagely <laughs> beat you. Ah, <laughs> uh, callbacks for days. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, the podcast is brought to you by janitorspenis.com. Yeah, or dot triple X. Dot triple X, sorry. I forgot the, I haven't been on the website in a long time, so. Yeah, for, yeah. I, I hear old Pilaf's working on a good revamp right now, though. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be wonderful. Now with 20% more peen. <laughs> Janitor's penis, the reboot. Uh, so like when I say that, I picture him <laughs> standing around in like coveralls in front of this dirty janitor's closet, just sitting there with a fly unzipped, just like, <laughs> like half flexing, half posing. <laughs> Hang out with your wang out, <laughs> I really hope that's what he does all day at work. That's it. Just children walking by. Sometimes they cross swords, cross streams, you know. Ew. As long as the balls don't touch, it's not gay, so. <laughs> uh, I think he's touching balls. Oh, uh, well. That's between him and Jesus, I guess. <laughs> well, speaking of Jesus, I don't know how we're going to transition <laughs> into that. Uh, this is the B-Movie Breakdown. It's a weekly podcast where you find the humor and enjoyment in low-budget, lesser-known films of the past and present, home of the good, the bad, the what-the-fuck. Each week's movie will be revealed on the prior episode so you two can join in on the madness. You can listen to us if you subscribe on iTunes, on our website, bmbpodcast.com, or on Stitcher. You can reach us on our site uh, or our email, bmbpodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at bmbpodcast, or like us on Facebook. Dan, welcome back to the podcast. Yep. It's, it's been a while. It has been a while. What was uh, the last movie? I don't even according, know. According to my notes here, class of 1999. Oh, man, that was a good one. I recently I saw that Class of 1984 was coming out on Blu-ray. Class of 1984? It's like the precursor to that. Oh, did they make it like afterwards, though, as a no, prequel? No, no, oh. it was actually made before. Really? It's a, 99 is like a very, very loose sequel. Oh, because I thought I'd seen like, after this was out, there was Class of 1999 too, or yeah, something like that. I used funny. to see those on all those like... You know, back in the 90s when I had these movie channels, they ran more of these, you know, goofy, lower-budget movies, and so, like, I had no idea. Like, a lot of these movies are at least, you know, at least titles sound familiar to me, but, like, I had no idea there was a class of 1984. Yeah, it's like a, it's a little bit different, but it's kind of the same vibe, I guess. <laughs> if As long as it's, like, like a... Like, 99 was, like, a, a, a remake, reinterpretation, rather than a prequel. Because, like, they set out in the beginning of that movie, oh, this all started in the early 90s, and now in 1999, schools are war zones. Like, well, if it started in 1984... <laughs> uh, I'm just spurging out over this, don't mind me. Uh, yeah, so that was that was that, that movie was really ridiculous. Uh, Robot Teachers, right? Mm. That was the, the plot in that one. Terminator Teachers. Yeah. 
So yeah, it's been a while. So uh, the last two movies we did, have you seen either of those? Have you, have you seen Gleaming the Cube ever? No, I hadn't. I want to watch both of those, but I'd been sick, and like I just didn't have it in me to do that. Like I, In fact, I was mostly just laying around in bed listening to like podcasts of people talking about news and shit because it was soothing, and that was all I could handle. Yeah, it, um, it, those movies are ridiculous. I mean, you know the St. James, Street James oh, yeah. style, oh, so yeah. it's... It, it wasn't to me. It wasn't as good as Pool Boy or FDR, mm-hmm. but uh, it was still out of control. Have you seen uh, what was it, the Darnell Dawkins? No, I had, I had never seen that yet. Yeah, me neither. I, we need to get on. Yeah, there. I want to see that one too. Man, yeah, that one looked hilarious. And then uh, yeah, last week we watched Gleaming the Cube with Christian Slater. How was that? Uh, it was ridiculous. It's like a skateboard murder mystery movie like they were open to like this murder investigation into it uh it's it was really bizarre there were i had a lot of weird issues with that movie um just like not like it wasn't bad it was just like what the fuck like why all right all right sure this this weird shit that he didn't understand or wasn't explained yeah a lot of shit like that just like oh okay i guess like mac and me yeah (laughs) here's your toe you know, tuna on a whole wheat. <laughs> wow, Mac and Me, that was... It's one of still, like, tops it as one of the worst movies fucking ever. <laughs> I don't know, it's hard... It, it, it needs a Blu-ray release. Yeah. From Scream Factory with, like, five discs. Seriously, matches. like, why haven't... Why hasn't Scream Here's the Factory... shooting script and find out how much worse it was before <laughs> we... <laughs> Holy shit. Holy shit. I can't even... Can't even uh, fucking imagine... So uh, this week, though, we have watched a Thanksgiving classic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is very appropriate. Did you know about the Thanksgiving element? Yeah, I, we, okay. had, we had talked about, because uh, uh, I, I didn't even mention, you may notice Sam is not here. He's absent from this episode. He'll be back next week. He uh, he was like, oh, we should watch what movies take place around Thanksgiving. So I looked it up, and there was a lot of, like, just, like, romantic comedies and stuff like that. Nothing that seemed like it was going to be, like, worth discussing. Um, and we already did Thanksgiving. Yeah, so. Thanksgiving. So I found this movie, and there was one called Home Sweet Home that also was a horror movie that looked like it was going to be better than this, but I couldn't find find it anywhere. Oh. So there was no way of watching that one, so we went with Blood Rage instead, and... I don't understand the the cover on IMDb. They have like some sort of bullshit DVD possibly that was out at some point cover and it says every hooker's greatest fear is the next one will be a sicko. <laughs> <laughs> this must have been made by like some third party half-ass marketing firm like and somebody that didn't even watch the, the movie. And the, we we mentioned this last week but I wanted to mention it to you. Honestly, I don't even say producer no, that that is the wrong cover. They have the wrong cover for this movie. Oh, okay. Because it says from the director of Missing in Action, Invasion USA, and Red Scorpion. And this guy who directed this did not direct any of those movies. Has he done anything else? Yeah, a movie called False Face hmm. in 1977. Oh. So, but I just whatever that movie is, Blood Rage, though it looks kind of... I don't know what's going on. Maybe that was false advertising about the director... But, like, the every hooker's greatest fear is the next one will be a sicko. The quote is by unnamed prostitute. <laughs> so, if, if she gets killed in the movie and buried somewhere, we're, 
Will her tomb be the tomb of the unknown prostitute? <laughs> I guess, yeah, it'd be like the one of those urban legends. Oh, that unnamed prostitute, sure, her quote was on the cover of that movie. Oh, speaking of that, have you ever seen Frankenhooker? No, I haven't. You've mentioned it before. We, oh, yeah, we should definitely do that. I I thought I read somewhere that it got some, like, maybe a Blu-ray release. Like, I start, we, back in, like, the old, old days of the early 90s, and we'd just gotten cable, they had, like, an ad for it on, like, the, the pay-per-view movie channel, and it just looked like it was going to be ridiculous, and then, like, my parents got it for us, and it turned out there were, like, titties everywhere, like, never mind, you're not seeing it. It's like, fuck, really? You know, really? I came across that again recently, I think twice. One, I think it might be a canon film, which I could be wrong, so I think they talked about it in this movie about canon films and all the absurd movies they made over the years, and, but then I watched a documentary about v, about VHS, just about VHS as a whole, the history of it and everything, and they talked about box art and stuff like that, and about how people will really love box art and VHS tapes and stuff, but one that a lot of people had, a lot of collectors had, was the case for Frankenhooker, because it had a button on the front of it that you would press... And it would say some sort of quote from the movie. Huh. And it was like, everybody, it was like this item that all these VHS collectors had was the Frankenhooker. I never saw it in video stores, but by the, after we got cable, we didn't go to the video stores yeah. much. And it was a big box. It was one of the big box VHS oh. tapes, too. So <laughs> it, it was really, really weird. Uh, also weird, this movie, Blood Rage from 1987 or 83, whatever you want to... Yeah, apparently it was made in 83, but didn't get released till 87. And it yeah. said it had a very short theatrical release, and then it kind of just disappeared, and there was, like, some kind of fight over rights about the thing and all that, and it took all this time to get it settled, I guess. It's definitely one of those movies where, like, the po- the actual poster for it looks pretty cool. Knife, bloody coming down at girls' face in the knife, feet, like, underneath it. I don't know, it just looks like a, looks like a badass poster. So if I saw this at the video store... I might rent it oh, yeah. not having seen it. Especially at the time when you were watching like a trailer mm-hmm. or something on YouTube beforehand. So I could definitely see renting this movie at, at some point. But it's uh, it was also called Nightmare at Shadow Woods. Yeah, it was the Shadow Woods Apartments apparently. Because uh... <laughs> it, it was named that because uh, for cable television. And then when it was on TV, it was heavily edited. Because of uh, all the gore. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. When you have, you know, people cut in half and shit. Yeah. Apparently what we watched was, like, the uncut version. Mm-hmm. That's what it said on the YouTube thing. And people in the comments on YouTube had mentioned that it actually was the uncut version. How it made its way to YouTube, I don't know. Well, God bless whoever put it up there. <laughs> that, that same user has other <laughs> other old movies I'd never yeah. heard of uploaded in full on there. So Yeah, I saw, I saw a bunch and I was like, oh, I'm going to have to write some of these titles down. Because some of these look just as absurd as this one is. Uh, this movie, it's really not about much other than two twins, and a one of them kills somebody, one, the other one's blamed for it, and that's the movie. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> the one who did the killing, apparently, you know, being this savage murderer, he just decided to take a complete break and not do anything evil and seem completely normal. Yeah, what the hell? So the movie until... starts in 1974 at a drive-in in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh-huh. Uh, the, and the whole movie, it, it was... Not just set in, but actually shot in Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, all right. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah, so. there are people commenting in there saying, like, yeah, if you want to see what our town looked like back in the 80s, buy this movie. It's kind of cool. So <laughs> They didn't show much of the town, though. So I mean, Oh, but they that the drive-in theater actually yeah. was there. Oh, they said right. it's not there anymore. It's long gone now, but you want to see this? And, like, the place where, um, where Todd was being held, like the asylum place, that actually is a place for, like, 
troubled youth and stuff like hmm. that, and it's still open today. So Interesting. Uh, I love the beginning. It just shows this guy going through the drive. The, he's at the driving, getting some popcorn, goes in the bathroom. Yeah, and he, <laughs> he's buying condoms out of, like, Screech's coat in the bathroom. Yeah, there's, like, this super mega nerd, like, 80s mega nerd guy selling condoms in his... He, and he wasn't even in a jacket. They were in the... Yeah, it was a vest. In his but vest. Like, yeah. But, like, it was so weird because, like, they, they established it's 1974, but, like, the guy looks like he's super 80s, you know, going on the hunt for the condoms. The guy selling them looks like he's 80s. And then when they get to people in the cars, they've got a little bit more of, like, 70s costumes and whatever. But, like, you know, it, it just... They should have gone for a little more authenticity because it really just looked like it was 80s. Oh, 74. Totally. So. Totally. It did. It totally did. And uh, so, like, they're showing all the cars and everything in the beginning. There's this one dirty hippie guy who just is just there to get, like, rejected, which is pretty fun. Like, I don't know why this woman would have gone on a drive in date with him if she wanted nothing to do with him. This dirty beardo hippie guy starts trying to paw her during the intermission. She's just like, no, it just shoves him right off. Yeah, like, she, oh. he keeps going in for it, going in for it. Almost getting like a very rapey s- scenario there. I don't know if it was quite rapey, but it was definitely unwelcome. <laughs> yeah. And so, right when they show the, the mom and the boyfriend. See, yeah, they didn't. They didn't quite establish either, like, was that the husband or was it the boyfriend? I'm inclined to think it was the boyfriend. But either way, he takes off after, you know, the killing. But, uh, like, that was... that was Yeah, because my... that, that wasn't the same guy, right? The no, it was definitely not it. the same guy. But, like, see, this is, this is my theory of what happens is the mom is, for whatever reason, they don't have a dad, and Terry's pissed off about it. So she goes and gets with some guy, and, like, they go to a drive-in theater with the kids in the back of the station wagon. Oh, let's have sex while my kids are in the car. Like, really? And the guy <laughs> yeah. doesn't want to do it. He's like, no, I don't want to. No, they're asleep back there. It's fine. No, she, he says they're asleep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he said, he goes, oh, they're just asleep. And she's like, oh, all right. So my my theory is that, you know, mom's a whore, and she's banging all these guys in front of these kids. And Terry's not happy about it, and so he decides to start punishing sex. I don't know why he didn't just go for the guy, though. Yeah, that's that's what I mean, though. Like, then he goes on the prowl through the drive-through and appa- or drive-in, and apparently just finds people like car doors open, completely naked, just like fucking in the back seat. And <laughs> no, this... those people were in the front seat. Oh, okay. They were in the oh. front seat of the car, butt-ass naked, both of them at the drive-in, fucking in the front seat of the car, and Terry. Well, first. He just, like, I didn't even think about, like, maybe he was upset about the mom and doing that. Because there was no indication of that. No. They kind of just get out of the car, and I was like, oh, kids are just going to go explore. Kid, He grabs an axe. Where he found that, I don't know. I, th- you think it's, I think he pulled it out of the back of somebody's truck. Like, oh, then how lucky. There just happens to be a murder weapon in somebody yeah. else's car. But he goes, he, he starts watching those people fucking. Yeah. For, like, a good minute or so. Before anybody notices, he's just like, and he's like uh, in the window. Yeah, his head's like oh, in the, the door window. was open. No, no, wait, they opened. The, I don't know. Anyway, well, yeah, yeah either the either way, the, either way, the doors open or his, the windows open, and he's got like his whole like half of his body uh-huh. sticking in, like just creeping on this fucking people. So then they realize, like, oh, you pervert, get out of here. So then he just you know starts hacking him to death with the <laughs> axe, and like like this little kid has enough strength to do that for one. And for another, like, this guy isn't going to, you know, try to fight back somehow. But apparently he just chops this guy so much, like, 
you thought he was like Jason Voorhees or something. Seriously. While the chick like gets away, then you get to see her running off into the night with her bare ass for all to see, <laughs> which is nice, but you know. So then, like, after chopping this guy how many times, he would have had to have blood splattered all over him. Somehow he's completely clean and just gets some blood off the guy and wipes it on his innocent brother Todd and hands him the weapon. Well, see, Todd did this. And then Todd, because he was catatonic at the time from seeing the murders, can't say a word, so he well, ends up getting arrested. It seems like maybe he was a little slow or special, too, so I could see maybe that being a thing. Yeah, so, like, I mean, my first thing was just like, oh, what the fuck, this kid's just a random psycho. Yeah. Like, oh, random psycho Terry. This this made me think of a movie we did a couple years ago called Bloody Birthday. Yeah. It was basically the same kind of thing. But like, that was, like, the planets aligned or something. Well, I know, but it, at least, kind of yeah, at least thing. then you had that flimsy excuse for it, but... Like this, like, that's why I, I like, you know, tried to put together this theory of, like, oh, he just hates sex because his mom's a whore and she's bringing all these strange guys around and dir dir Because, you know, later in the movie when he finds more of his friends having sex, he kills them and he goes, like, you're bad, Greg, you're bad. And so, like, that, that that's my one little clue to, like, try to string a little something more coherent together here. Yeah, duh, and, I mean, you can only think of so much. There was a couple other, like, kid... Kill, and like killer kid movies we had covered uh, since you've been on. One was The Paperboy, okay. which if you can find that, I think we watched it on YouTube. Holy shit, the movie was fucking crazy. That and a movie called Mikey. This movie Mikey was like banned in multiple countries. Oh, was it about like a, an evil kid who's killing people and like he like his teacher's trying to stop him? Yeah. And he ends up killing her with like a marble to the eye from yeah. a slingshot. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah, that movie's it's messed like, up because the kid videotapes all like the murders and then he watches them yeah. like, in his room. It's, like, super fucked up. It's, like, I saw that because, like, I, I became aware of that around the time that they were, you know, Macaulay Culkin was doing that movie, The Good Son. Yeah. And I thought, oh, here's, like, you know, another take on that same story. And I was, like, I was mad because they didn't, well, spoiler warning, I was mad because they didn't stop the kid in the end and he got away with it. Yeah, the kid and Mikey, yeah, he gets away with it. Yeah, he, like, puts a, his clothes or something on, like, a skeleton yeah. And, and gets away with it. death, my God. <laughs> How smart was this little kid? Yeah, that movie was nuts. And then the paper boy was like this kid who lived next door to a, uh, like this old woman. And her family would come visit every now and then. So he would like hang around when like family would come visit. So, and he didn't have a mom. It was just like him and his dad. So the grandma dies, and well, essentially, the, he kills the grandma. Oh, it's because he wants the family to come back, and he wants like to be part of it. He's like somewhat in love with the mom. It's like a mom and her daughter. There's no, uh, she has like a boyfriend or something, but he's like kind of in love with the mom, but also just wants to have this like family. Mm. Yeah, and he's just, the whole time he's just like, and he's like the paper boy, and that's like the whole thing, and he almost gets away with it at the end, but then he doesn't. And he's like, the kid that plays him is like a fucking psycho, and he's just like, it's my family! Like the whole time, <laughs> I want a family! Oh my god. Just like, out of control. And you actually learn that he ended, he was the one that like killed his mom or something. Oh, so, oh that's great. Yeah, it's yeah, uh... you want a family, you fucked it up in the first place. He's like, has like a whole shrine to like, the mom that he's like in love with in his house, like pictures he's taken over the years oh, when they come visit. Oh man! <laughs> but he's like a fourteen-year-old kid or something, like thirteen or fourteen-year-old kid. So he's not some like little like toddler yeah. running around killing people. But uh, unlike in this movie, 
Uh, well, I don't how when you first saw Terry and Todd, how old did you think they were? Oh God, like early twenties. No, when they were kids. Oh no, oh kids. I don't know. I was, I was more just like, I didn't think on it too much because I thought the movie was going to be taking place in nineteen seventy four. So I was just like, oh, first murder, and like you know, I just didn't really pay much attention. I thought maybe to they were like ten, but then it felt like later on they're supposed to be old, well over twenty. Like, maybe 21, 22. I don't know. I guess they could have matched up. Maybe they're, like, 11. They look, like, younger, though, to me. I don't know. It just felt like... But only 10 years passed. Yeah. So I was like... Well, and apparently in 10 years, you're just, like... You're just a uh, fucking, like, a full-grown, like, 35-year-old man. Yeah. Because that's... (laughs) They just look like like dudes. It's like what they do on the, the fucking soap operas where they have a kid and it's a baby for a little while. Oh, we'll get more drama if... You know, all of a sudden the kid magically ages to like twenty one, and now he's a he's a defiant rebel child <laughs> out to raise hell and dirt or dirt. I'm so sick of that shit. And when when ten years pass, so Todd is arrested or whatever. It's never really fully explained, but you have to assume that he's arrested. Yeah, and he's been in asylum for a while. He's and been I in asylum for ten years. But the mom, she mentions later on that she goes and visits him every year or something mm-hmm. like that. But then, this is the first time she's ever meeting this doctor, who's apparently worked with him for however long. Yeah, yeah, that's that doesn't make any sense at all. And, like, I get if, you know, they say, oh, he was catatonic and he wasn't even responding for a while, okay. But, like, the doctor already has it that, oh, I don't think he's, I think he's innocent. And I think that, you know, his brother's the real killer. So, if that's the case, and you have evidence for this, why haven't you brought it to the police? This should have been taken care of immediately. If you think the mother's living with this murderer, and you've just, oh, I guess now I'll just say something to her. Like, no, call the fucking cops and get shit done. So she tells the mom, and the mom freaks out. Oh, no, I don't believe it. Oh, dirt-a-dir. And she's just, like, doing this voiceover. And you just... Yeah, the the whole scene. Like, these people acted out this whole scene. Clearly there was dialogue yeah, in it. and they just, you And know, they overdubbed it with a voiceover by the doctor. Yeah, you can't even tell what they're saying. You just see a little bit of lip flaps, and, like, they obviously cut it down. She's like, oh, she didn't like that I suggested that the other son was the murderer. And you see her going nuts, like, no, bah, bah, bah. And then she goes, well, I, uh, I talked, or, you know, I convinced her to calm down. It's like they just cut to the, the doctor, giving her, like, the stern look, and she just, like, demurs like a child, like, okay, I'll behave. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah, and... I thought, and then the voiceover continued even into the next scene, mm-hmm. where they're not even there anymore. I thought that was a weird choice. Maybe the audio was fucked up or something when they went to go edit the movie, and they couldn't use it. So then they're like, "Well, we gotta have this bitch do a voiceover." Oh, I think that was that was still establishing, like, "Oh, well, Terry's older now, and dirt, and here's him with his friends." Like, if he's really this crazy person, I really don't think. He would have friends like this for all this time and would not have done something to try to fuck them over somehow. Like, I really think they would have at least thought he was some kind of sociopath dick who'd, you know, fuck them over for whatever reason, whatever non-reason or something, but... Oh, totally. Yeah, I was like, how has it been ten years and this guy hasn't done anything? He killed one person Mm -hmm. and wasn't like... He seemed like he had some sort of bloodlust already, Mm -hmm. like, but he just killed, hacks up one person... All right, I'm on my way. I'm just going to not do anything anymore for 10 years. Like, whatever. I'll live my life. I guess maybe it's just like I have to make sure that people know that I wasn't the one that killed anybody. And I feel like there would have been some sort of sign or something. Yeah. As crazy as he was. Right. Uh, and did you think 
when they were older, do they look that much alike anymore? Uh, were they still twins, like the two people who played? I wasn't sure, because you didn't see nearly as much of Todd, and I was just sort of trying to pay attention to what was says, going on. It says one guy played both parts. Well, like, they, they did sort of look a little different, but, like, I don't know, kind of still alike. I felt like, so, they had, like, like the hair changes and stuff were so obvious. Yeah. Like, how could anybody think that one was the other one? Yeah. Like, the way they walked, the way they did their, like, the whole, like, everything about them was so different. I felt like, how could you even think, like, oh, this is Todd and this is Terry? Well, I guess, you know, when people saw Todd for the first time, they might, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, if you had an <laughs> evil twin and he walked in here and he was wearing a Cubs hat instead of a Sox hat... And, like, I don't know, uh, some other wrestling shirt, like, oh, hey, Corey. I'm not Corey. I am Yurok. <laughs> oh, no. A backwards name. <laughs> um, and, yeah, right off the bat, though, Terry, when he's at his little football game, which, was that at the taking place at the... Um, the apartment complex? What the fuck was this apartment complex? Yeah, like, they... Really, to be honest, that's one of my biggest issues with this movie. Yeah. I don't understand the, the way the apartment complex works. Yeah, you see a sign that says it was Shadow Woods Apartments, but to me, an apartment complex is one building with all the <laughs> units inside. If anything, this looked like maybe it was, like, a little, like, conglomeration of little townhomes around, like, this woodsy area, which, you know... Would be nice. It sounds like a cool idea, but I don't know that I'd call that an apartment complex. Because all the buildings seem to be separate. None of yeah. them were connected. And they had, like, this common building in the middle with a pool in it and maybe some other stuff. Which, again, it seemed like it would be a nice place to live. But, like, that so, It was just like a neighborhood. It was yeah. just like a neighborhood and not an apartment complex. So I thought it was just weird to even, like... And they all kept calling it, like, the apartments. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of weird. I don't know. It was just it was just really bizarre. So I yeah, I didn't know if that's where they were playing football or what was going on there. And so when they're playing football, immediately I'm like, Oh yeah, Todd is creepy. That's like a f- definite first thing that I noticed. And despite the creepiness, he somehow has like a halfway girlfriend and then, you know, another girl is hitting on him too and like he's got options. I don't know. Maybe they can uh maybe they could smell the bloodlust on him or something. Like, all those dumb girls that are sending, you know, like, love letters to uh, Jokar Sarnayev in prison and shit. Oh, he blew up a bunch of people at the Boston Marathon. Let me jump on that dick. <laughs> yeah, but like like, like we were saying, though, he hasn't done anything in who knows how long. Well, right, but like you said, he has given off sort of a creepy vibe, and I have to wonder, like, maybe they were drawn to that for some strange reason. But, like, I still just think it's weird for somebody that seems to hate sex so much. That he not only has a girlfriend who he apparently hasn't had sex with yet, but like he's okay with another girl. Oh yeah, because she's like, I want you to make love to me. Yeah, well, she thinks that. Yeah, she goes. I've been thinking. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> and I love how it cut. Like he is introduced to this these new people who move into the apartment complex, and so he's talking to them. He's clearly flirting with this other girl right in front of his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Which is <laughs> very blatantly obvious. Those girlfriends never upset by this ever. Anytime they're hanging, he, like he was at like her wherever she was babysitting, and sees them walk out together, and she's wearing like a lingerie, mm-hmm. like yeah, and has like no doesn't give any fucks that like this was happening. See, I think she just she had you know like I 
I see this in women sometimes. They're just like, oh, he has a girlfriend. Ooh, that means I want to take him away from her. Or like, oh, he, another girl wants him, so I just want him even more now. So I don't know. Yeah. She, she's young and stupid. And <laughs> yeah. And it directly cuts, though, from that football scene to, like, people obnoxiously laughing. Yeah, at Thanksgiving Day. It was, like, so fake, too. They're, it was like, ha, 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 ha. And then, you never told me that one. <laughs> it was so bad. A lot of the acting was very questionable uh, throughout this entire movie. So this is where Terry's mom announces that she's engaged and to you know what? the guy that owns the apartment complex, apparently. You know what, though? How old was his mom? Yeah. Because, like, she looked... She, they never, like, did anything to make her look any older or anything. Right. From, like, ten years. Which, I mean, she might not age that much, but something might change a little bit in ten years. I don't know. And then she's just like... I don't know. I just could never understand how old she was supposed to be because she looked quite old to have be having, like, children there. Even when she was... When they were supposed to be ten. She yeah. Was, like... Yeah, like, they, they tried to hide it by, like, giving her, like, a younger-looking, like, hairdo, but, like, when I first saw that, too, I was like, are we really supposed to think she's a teenager? <laughs> and, like, oh, she's not, but still. Yeah, and the, they announced, yeah, they announced that they're getting engaged, as you mentioned. And, and t- they go to toast, and, and Terry has this, <laughs> like, this giant glass of milk that's almost overflowing. He goes to clink glasses and almost spills, like, okay. Yeah, he, uh... He's not happy about the engagement, clearly. Oh, yeah, like, that clearly set him off, and it's just, like, like, I under, like, maybe that was part of it. And then they told him, you know, well, his mom takes him aside. He just told me your brother escaped from the, the asylum. The phone didn't even ring. Yeah, yeah, there was no <laughs> phone call. Somehow she got a phone call. But uh, she tells him, know all your brother phones. escaped, but don't tell anybody. I want to keep it a secret. So he goes out like a dick and just says, uh, well, hey, my wacko brother just escaped from the Yeah, the you're going to meet the rest asylum. of the family. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, wait, wait a fucking. So then everybody's just like, awkward. Yeah, I love Terry's outfit, too. Uh, like, dress shirt, collar popped with a tie. Yeah, like a very poorly done up tie. It's, like, not even tight. It's, like, let me just, you know, let this thing hang, and then, uh, you gotta see it, but it's it's very bad. Yeah, so when everyone's super worried about Todd escaping, and so, like, dinner ends? Like, oh, it, like wasn't they, it weird that, like, the party kind of just, like, ew? Well. Yeah, everybody stopped talking, but they apparently still ate and everything. Because you don't see it, though. Like, you know what I mean? There was no, like, even afterwards of anybody leaving, like, oh, see you later, thanks for dinner. Any sort of scene of anybody after dinner, it was immediately pre-eating, before they started eating, and then all of a sudden everyone's just off doing their own things. Well, they uh, the kids all made it clear there was a party they wanted to go to that night. And maybe do some other stuff, too. So I guess there was that. But honestly, though, know. it was a very weird Thanksgiving night. Oh, yeah. Like, anything anybody was doing on that night was, like, things I wouldn't think about people doing on Thanksgiving. Oh, no. No, definitely not. But I don't know. I guess And part of it was because it was in Florida, so it wasn't going to be, like, cold at all. So it was still nice and summery for Thanksgiving. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That was... That kind of bugged me a little bit, even though that's, I'm sure, how it is for them. So, so. the... Doctor shows up at the house after all this has uh-huh. been announced, and 
this some this guy that's with her, her like assistant. My assistant, who just looks like some schmuck off the street, has a gun and, yeah. and puts it in Terry's face. Yeah. I got you, motherfucker! Like, yeah. <laughs> so then his mom comes out, and goes, "Ah, what's that gun? Oh, probably a gun, bitch." Yeah, she goes, "What are you doing here? Who is this? What's that gun?" <laughs> like, and then. But the thing is, okay, so I didn't... This is before you know that they're at an apartment complex. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know what they, where they were or whatever. Right. He, the, de- uh, the boyfriend or new fiancé goes, oh, I'm Brad, I'm the manager here. Mm-hmm. I'm like, manager here? Yeah. Where the fuck are they? Yeah, like, they didn't even bother to explain what it was. You just see Terry, when he's out prowling, walks by a sign that says Shadow Woods Apartments. Yeah, so I'm like, what the fuck is he the manager of? What is this? What does yeah. this have to do with anything? I was so unbelievably so, lost. They they announced that they're there to look for Todd. We think he's coming here. Okay, we'll go look for them. And Brad, the, the guy that their mom is engaged to, he goes, I'll be in my office. Dur, dur, dur. He goes, don't worry, I won't be long. She goes, okay, just don't be long. <laughs> What? I like how he had to announce it too. Like, I'll be in my office. It's right down there, number one hundred and three. Blah 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 yeah, blah. Yeah. And when they're walking away, the assistant to the doctor goes, "Hey, uh, Brad, were you around when the Get Simmons kid, kid first, first turned into, into a wacko? <laughs> first turned? That's not professional. That's not professional at all. If he's the doctor, that was wonderful though, because like later on when he sees Terry out on the prowl, he goes, "Hey, Todd, want to get high?" Like I'm sure, like he's probably fucked up so many people in his care. Yeah, it's just like what the fuck. And this, oh man, this hunt for this crazy guy sure is a drag. Let me just fire up a doob. And this is the first instance. uh, Once the mom is kind of alone of of her, that I'm just like, okay, the mom is she crazy or what the fuck's going on? Well, at first she was saying something to Brad. He's like, oh, relax, just get to bed. And she's just, you know, oh my god, like between freaking out about her son, she just goes, the turkey was perfect. (laughs) (laughs) So that he like, you know, just. Just go to bed, whatever, relax, we'll do our thing, hopefully this will all be over. So they cut to her, she's sitting there on the floor in front of like this end table, like pulling the phone over and pulling, pouring this big old glass of wine. So then they cut back to her, and then she's like sitting on the floor in front of the fridge with the door hanging open, just like eating everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, so then they show like the doctor and the assistant split up. They're yeah, looking... and... The doctor insists on taking the gun from the assistant. He says it's only a trank gun anyway, even though it looks like a real gun. Yeah. So he's like, are you going to be okay, Doc? Oh, don't worry. I'll be fine. Just give me your gun so you're defenseless. But I'll be fine. (laughs) Okay, sure, bitch. (laughs) So then poor unarmed, the assistant, his name was Jackie. Poor unarmed Jackie's walking around. And he catches Terry out wandering around. He thinks it's Todd. So they think he's dangerous, but he just goes, Oh, hey, Todd, want to get high? <laughs> so then he starts smoking, and he says something about, uh, Oh, yeah, but I heard uh, Doc thinks that, uh, you know, it was your brother that did it instead. So that's when Terry's like, All right, he must die. So he stabs him and then takes another hit off the joint and goes, This is dead, and flicks it on him. <laughs> oh, before that even, uh, he kills Brad. Oh, that's in right. In his office. He's standing outside the door. With, like, this giant a, machete, like, holding it up in clear view, and Brad's just like, oh, look what the cat brought in. Hey, Terry, while he's walking <laughs> in with this machete. He cuts his hand off. Yeah, he, while, while he's holding a can of old-style beer, and then you see, like, the animatronic hand on the floor just, like, gripping at the beer, like, must, must have beer. I thought that was kind of... 
for this movie being so low budget, they had some decent effects. Yeah, yeah. So, so I was very surprised when the doctor gets killed after the assistant. Her body's like cut in half. Yeah, he just goes and like makes a slash at her, and I don't think they show anything else. But they just cut back as she's laying cut in half with like a test intestines all out, like like he hacked her with a fucking katana. And at this point, I think this is maybe a half hour, only a half hour into an hour and a half movie, and they so many people have already died yeah. right there. I go, I literally wrote down. Everyone is dying. How can this be any longer? <laughs> I know. Well, that's when we'll bring the friends back in. Hey, we're looking to party. Uh-oh, what kind of partying? Would this be sex partying? Oh, no. Everybody that fucks must die. <laughs> Just like Bloody Birthday. Like, the kids, like, they start out, oh, we have to kill our parents. And then, well, we'll kill the one girl. I don't know if she was their babysitter or what, because she's onto us and she knows. But, like, in the middle of killing these these important targets to them like oh people fucking in a van Uh uh-uh this cannot stand (laughs) yeah and then terry he's all bloody from killing three or four people yeah he just calmly goes home and takes a shower he like before he before he uh before he takes a shower he licks the blood off of his hand oh that's right and he starts. He looks <laughs> the not cranberry yeah, sauce. Yeah, and that's the first time you hear the line that he says so many times. That's uh, it's not cranberry sauce. And yeah, so he takes a shower, cleans up. A weird shower scene, random with Terry. <laughs> yeah. And apparently, he just throws his clothes in the garbage can because we fight. Yeah, and like not around. very smart either. He throws them in the kitchen garbage, which his mother doesn't even manage to see until the very end. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so Terry visits the new neighbor, which I thought they were at her house. Right. So I didn't know she was babysitting. Oh well, they she mentioned. Oh, I've got a babysitting gig. I thought I remember her mentioning it, but then I kind of forgot about it. So I'm like, oh, Terry goes and visits the new neighbor. There's a why is there a baby crying? And all of a sudden it just stops. I was like, that was a weird noise. (laughs) So I didn't even think for I forgot she was babysitting. But then, like, the mom comes home that she was babysitting for, and she's totally fine with her, her babysitter that she doesn't know. Oh, yeah, bring your boyfriend over and fuck on the couch. That's fine. Yeah. Like, she's starting to get undressed, and she comes in, oh, never mind, like, gets dressed right in front of them. Like, oh, looks like you kids are having a good time. Yeah, she's in like, sort of, like, lingerie. She time. doesn't have a problem with that, but she has a problem with having to pay her $10 for the babysitting. $10? Then looks at her boyfriend like, oh, you cough it up, motherfucker. And, like, if you need any more proof that this chick's a gold-digging whore, oh, she says yeah. to the baby, yes. mommy's yes. gonna get you a rich new daddy. Yeah. Then their, their interactions were just awkward as all hell. And, uh... So, like... In, in the meantime, though... Karen, right? Was her name Karen? The girlfriend? Terry's girlfriend? I think it was Karen. I wrote down... Yeah, Terry. I think so. I like, wrote down Ellen I tried, a few times. I tried to write down these people's names, but, like, they just started dying too soon. I was like, do I really need their names? <laughs> I, was, I was surprised I got Brad's name, but it's only because he introduced himself to the doctor. Hi, I'm Brad King, the manager. <laughs> the manager here. The fuck you talking about, guy? Uh, so, yeah, she is looking for Terry, and... She sees Todd. Like, Todd's at the back door trying to get in the house. Right. And... And she thinks it's Terry at first, and that's when she goes, I've been thinking. I want, I want you to make love to me. And then ter- Todd's like, Todd's like, oh, no, it's Todd. He's like, I've never kissed a girl before. Like, Not oh, well, creepy or you weird. really ought to try it sometime. <laughs> uh, bye. <laughs> like... They really should have put in, like, the cartoon sound effects, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so 
Todd, uh, oh, well, the girlfriend ends up running into more friends. Um, she runs up when she runs away. Well, they're all Terry's friends from earlier. Yeah, but they weren't like they weren't at Thanksgiving dinner. All everybody else was at Thanksgiving dinner, right? Except for well, uh, they they were mentioning that there was a party that night, so I guess it makes sense that they'd come around. Because this is back before even cell phones, you know, like oh, let's just go around see who's available, see yeah. if we can drag some more people with us. And <coughs> they start teasing Terry about his brother. Mm-hmm. So this really fucking drives him crazy. He's like, he doesn't like being teased whatsoever. He's you well, know. Well, yeah, there's that, but, like, I I think more than anything, which, you know, is why I had this theory about him, you know, like, oh, must punish sex, you know, because my mom was a whore. Like, he sees this other woman, obviously a gold-digging whore, like, oh, she's out to just, you know, fuck some other guy while this poor kid's got to suffer through it. So, like, I'll go kill them. Yeah, because... Which would explain why he didn't kill the baby then, too, even though they led yeah, you to believe that you. That kind of is a good theory to think about for this movie. Like, I do they don't present it at all in that fashion. No. But it's, it's you know, at least then that gives you some sort of thought process of, there's a motive here. There's something going on other than just like, I'm a psycho, stab, stab, mm-hmm. die. Uh, so the new blonde chick who is hanging, Andrea, I think her name was, something along those lines, she comes out with Ty, or with Terry. I kept writing their names down yeah, wrong. Yeah. Uh, with Terry... And then Terry's girlfriend is with the two dudes, and Todd's like, or Terry's like, I gotta go, I, I gotta go see my mom or something, and the new, the new blonde chick, she's like, well, I just want to party. She's yeah. like a super party whore. Yeah. Like, she doesn't she, care who she's fucking tonight. She, she mentioned earlier on, like, oh, you need to be doing good in your... Making good grades at college, he goes, "No, I just want to party and play tennis." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, you play tennis? Like, who knew t- Terry was such the tennis snob?" Well, it, he you know was at least trying to play football before. I don't know. So yeah, so Terry he goes off to find Todd, and Todd finds the doctor's body and is like caressing. Yeah, and like he he like slides the two halves back <laughs> together. Like, can, can I maybe just put Humpty Dumpty back together again? And then when I saw that girl looking for the cat, I was like, oh shit! I thought she was gonna end up dying at some point. But yeah, yeah, I thought for sure something was gonna happen to her. But like, there's this little girl there just for no reason. She really served no purpose in this movie. Like, she comes out, I'm looking for my cat, and Todd tells her, no, it's not safe out here. You go run home, lock the door, and don't let anybody in. Okay, I will. So she goes, and just later on at the end of the movie, what is it, Karen, I think, she's pounding on the door asking for help, and the girl's like, no, you're you're just going to hurt my kitty or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, I guess if they would have, you know, shown more of the, 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 the complex... It would have made sense, like, show her running door to door and just pounding and not getting any help. I think that would have been scarier instead of this random, like, no, I'm not going to let you in because you're going to hurt my kitty. And totally in this movie, uh, like, everybody in this movie is mega horny. Oh, yeah. Like, every Well, like, sort of, but not, because, like, you see, like, the beginning of, like, the people that are just too into video games for their own good. Well, yeah, the two... two of the guy friends the, are sitting around, the, fucking around on Atari, and the one girl goes, like, oh, remember the bad old days when guys were just horny all the time? Yeah, that was the, the blonde party whore. She said that. And, the, yeah, the two dudes are playing video games. The girls are on the, drinking on the couch. Then they cut to that couple the, the, the from the babysitting thing. Right. And... They were they were like the guys like oh what is this drink oh what is this drink it was like a weird scene a lot of it was just filler like this bullshit like yeah. why is this awkward scene happening 
And that's what I was even I even wrote down. What kind of Thanksgiving is this? Because like all these weird activities. everybody was just doing activities. Yeah, and this was like, this how was, many activities can we possibly do? This was early eighties when I don't think it was the thing for like, oh, let's go to the movies on Thanksgiving, you know, like no shit shut down and people stayed yeah. at home. Like I have I have a hard time believing they went out for a date on Thanksgiving yeah. night. Yeah. It seemed like they were at like almost like they were dressed for like a New Year's Eve party or yeah. something. Yeah. That was the way they were dressed and like and everything. And it was God, it was so weird, but everybody kept doing so many different activities, playing tennis, going swimming. It was just like, everyone's doing everything tonight. It's Thanksgiving. <laughs> we might as well... YOLO. We can't do anything, so fuck it, I guess. So, yeah, Terry shows up when the the uh, horny couple that were babysitting, uh, or they had the babysitter before... Getting ready to get their fuck Yeah, out. they're getting ready to fuck, and the, the mom is in the... trying out lingerie while the baby's in its, like, carriage or whatever... Yeah, it doesn't the the poor baby doesn't even have his own room. He's in a crib at the foot of the mom's yeah, bed. Where they're so like, end up fucking yeah, eventually. <laughs> so So you see Terry really saved this kid. <laughs> yeah, Terry shows up, chops off the dude's head, hangs it outside the uh, see, that's when I felt like it yeah, kind of was, was like, like an another outdoor, door or something. It was, that's why I felt like it kind of was like an outdoor apartment complex with outdoor access right, to it. Right, right, exactly. Because there was a set of stairs yeah. in front of the door, yeah. and that's when the head was hanging. Uh-huh. So that that was weird, because some of the places seemed separate, but then that one seemed like it was connected to something. Yeah. So it was... That was the only part, place that looked like that, though. No other place right. looked like their their house. So I th- or their apartment. So I thought that was really weird. And then Terry shows up in the, the mom's, like, freaking out because like, she sees the head. Uh-huh. And Terry, like, grabs her from behind inside the house. So at that point, I'm assuming she kill, he kills the mom and the baby. Yeah, like, I, that was weird that they didn't show him at least, like, landing a blow on her. They just sort of cut away, like, oh, you know what happens. Yeah, so I assumed that Terry killed the mom and the baby. Right, right. Doesn't kill the baby, but I, at that point, I was like, well, they just didn't want to show the baby. Right, murdered. exactly. But actually, I was kind of surprised. Like, well, I'm surprised this movie just didn't show a baby being murdered. Yeah. yeah. And so Todd goes to his old room and is, like, looking at baseball gloves and whatever bullshit. Uh-huh. And like, the how mom, did he get like, into his place, though, if he doesn't have a key? And the mom, like, passes out in the hallway. Uh-huh. Like, on the way to the room, she just passes out for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, well, from all the drinking she'd yeah. done and all the eating, too, I guess. And then, then, like, I'm like, oh, God, the mom is just so weird. She's just being so, like, I don't know. Even then, when she's like, she's like, oh, tell me to my room, Terry. Uh-huh. Terry, oh, Terry. Yeah. I thought there was going to be some weird sex thing going on with the See, mom Maybe Terry. there was something like that, too, because she doesn't have a man in her life, and she's sort of, you know, like treated Terry as if he was, like, her, like, emotional mate anyway. You yeah, know? I thought there was going to be some weird sex thing where she was going to try to come on to Todd thinking it yeah. was Terry. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, that would not have been out of place. You know, though, you know something that was uh, totally out of place, and it's, honestly, it happens right after that, is Andrea and that guy scare Karen and Artie. She has, like, full-on, like, yeah. really well-done makeup. Yeah. Like, like what is this fucking Corey Feldman's yeah. character from Final uh, Friday Thirteenth Final Chapter? Yeah, he's like super into makeup effects. Right, like they they look like they've been brutally murdered, and they scare the hell out of the the other girl that because they oh we're just gonna go take off and have sex, and then you know oh my god they're dead, and I was like why are they doing Halloween pranks on Thanksgiving? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. What the fuck kind of Thanksgiving was this? 
Like, this is the weirdest Thanksgiving ever. And it, and honestly, why... why they, I mean, and obviously budget things, I'm sure, reasons why they didn't have a lot of people in this movie. But, like, oh, so only, like, ten people lived at this apartment complex? The guy said it was, like, seven or eight acres. Yeah, well... I don't know, because, like, it did seem like it was sort of, like, woodsy, and maybe that was the appeal, so, I don't know, maybe it could have been, but, I, I don't know. It's like ten people Maybe it could have been, like, a rich people thing, but then it, I don't know. I, I just don't know. (laughs) I don't know either. And this is one of the weirdest parts of the whole movie, is when the mom gets on the phone Oh, wait, before that, she's still passing out in bed, and she's talking to Todd that she thinks is Terry. So, you know, like, she's barely coherent. She's, like, whispering solo. You almost can't even hear it. She's saying, like, no, if, if you're going out, take a sweater. No, the blue one. It's like, <laughs> even in her, her terrible state, she's just got to be the, you know, domineering, like, no, yeah. you do everything the way I say. Yeah, super weird. Yeah, and then she gets on the phone. Yeah. And she's, she's on trying the to phone call Brad. for easily 30 minutes of this movie. Oh, yeah. She's yep. on the phone. Operator, and... give me Brad's office. Oh, nobody's Why answering it. Why did she just go walk no. there? Yeah, I know. What the fuck? It wasn't. When she no, eventually... it's too scary. I got to be afraid of Todd, who I know in my heart is not the guilty one. When she goes to see Brad's office finally, it doesn't take her long to get there. No, not not at all. So, it's, instead, she's got to sit on the phone for the second half of the movie, yelling at the operator like it's her fault that, you know, she can't get yeah. through to some number. And, like, and then, if she's like, she's like, this is a serious emergency! Yeah. What? Yeah, this is a real, real emergency. Okay, says. so if this is a real emergency, why the fuck are you talking to the operator, and why aren't you calling 911? Yeah. Like, n- nobody calls 911. I think Karen mentions it at one point, but the mom never once calls 911. Just uh, constantly keeps calling back the operator. Yep. And at one yep. point calls the wrong yeah. number. <laughs> how do you call the wrong number after you've been trying how many times to do this same number? <laughs> she gets an answer. Oh, thank God. Oh, I've been wanting to talk to you. And, like, she doesn't even identify who she is. Like, oh, you got the wrong number, bitch. And when she's on the phone, she's like... She's like, uh, my son was at school. He's at school. I need to talk to him. Oh, no, wait. He ran away from school. Well, he wasn't at school. He was at a mental institution. Yeah. (laughs) So good. Like, well, I, I mean, you know, it, uh, yeah, it, I mean, he, he's troubled. Uh, he may have killed somebody. Okay, he did kill somebody, but he didn't mean it. Like, She's like, I bring him his cake. Oh, God. Like, why are you telling the operator all of this stuff? You know the lady on the other line is like, fucking kill me. It's Thanksgiving. I know. I'm an I shouldn't operator. even have to be here. I'm not even supposed to be here right now. Yeah, and having to li- listen to this fucking psycho talk about all this fucking gobbledygook that she's fucking blurring off about fucking everything. And then, and then while she's on the phone for fucking ever, it just keeps cutting back to her on the phone. But one time when it cuts away, Andrea and the other dude are fucking on the diving board. Oh, yeah. Yep. 
like just co- completely naked and just like you know on top of each other. Not much movement, but still. And then Terry comes in and just fucking kills both of them. Yeah, and he goes, uh, let's see, he just he goes in like the most unemotional way possible. Hey, stop that! You're bad, Greg, and then murders them both. Yeah, and then Terry jokingly attacks Artie and Karen. Yeah, which was super. He like grabbed their legs. Yeah, well, they're like the on like some yeah. A bridge or some kind of, like, elevated walkway or something. And then Artie leaves because Karen and Todd are going to have some, like, alone time. Which Terry. Art... Karen and Terry. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> Todd. <laughs> yeah, Fucking the, Todd! The guy she thinks is creepy because he hasn't kissed anybody. Oh, the poor guy's been locked up for ten years. <laughs> oh, that's so creepy you haven't kissed anybody. Fucking... Fuck you! I got denied my life because of my shithead brother. <laughs> Fucking Todd and Terry. So Terry... Wants Karen, like, for, for some, like, alone time. So Artie, the dude she was with, who clearly has a thing for her, yeah. goes on a walk. Todd holds him up, which is funny because he's like, I'm innocent. <laughs> Help me. And yeah. points a gun in the guy's face like, oh, yeah, this is really showing that you're fucking innocent by shoving a gun in a man's well, face. Yeah, he got the Trank gun, which had been... Well, I, yeah, the doctor dropped it, and he, I guess he got it when he put the doctor back together. So after this, you see Todd with his machete because he's about to kill Karen. Terry. Terry with <laughs> machete. Terry. Oh. God damn it. God, I... Corey, I'm so glad you weren't the one holding the gun on him when they were fighting in the pool. I'm, I'm sure you would have killed Todd, and Terry would have survived and then shot your head off. <laughs> it's because Todd, Terry, the names are so similar... It's the alliteration that I can't <laughs> fucking keep mixed. And they kind of did look alike a little bit, but, but so whatever. Um, Terry is going to kill Karen. He has his machete. And well, that's when he's licking it and putting his hands like on it. And that's when he says three times, it, this, that is not cranberry sauce. Well, no, weren't they making out on the couch and starting to undress? And then that's when Artie and Todd show oh, up at the door. Right. Yeah, because yeah, I, I thought that really put me off. I was like, is Terry actually going to fuck? <laughs> so they get interrupted because Artie's at the door with Todd, and then Todd holds a gun on him, but he's a good guy, so he can't even bring and himself runs to shoot because he didn't know it was a Trank gun. Yeah, and I he guess run, he thought it was real, so he, he runs, runs away. away. Yeah, And that's when they see him in, with the bloody machete, and Karen sees him, and he's like, it's not cranberry sauce. No, he, he goes, he kills Artie, right? He says the cranberry sauce thing before he kills Artie. Because, like, Artie stumbles onto his bag of weapons. He's like, oh, my God, what is this? And it's a bloody machete, and then he kills him. And then Karen finds out, and, oh, now I guess I got to kill her. But, like, did he actually really want to get something going, though? I don't know. (laughs) That's going to haunt me to the day I die now. (laughs) Because he thought he was so against sex, and yet he was ready to fucking start banging. Or maybe maybe he just wanted to get her there and, like, you're a bad girl because you want to have sex. And then... Cut her head off, too. Who knows? And then, during all the shit we just talked about, the mom is still... Fucking around on the phone. On the fucking phone. Like, it's just... And and then, Karen ends up running through the house where the baby is. Right, and she finds a murdered couple, but she she does find the baby. But then, like, she abandons the baby there, doesn't she? No, she takes the baby with her, and she's running around with the baby. I thought, like, didn't... Thought, she ditches it towards the end. No, I thought she abandoned it at first, then she comes back to pick it up, and she comes into the pool house with the baby. Because, like, 
No, because she was running through the uh, parking lot with the baby. Because I remember at one point wondering, like, I was trying to see how big the, the dummy was of the baby. Because I thought I saw legs Oh, that's, the that's right. She, wasn't she knocking on the door, holding the baby, yeah. and the girl, no, you're going to hurt yeah. my kitty. Yeah. So, right. so the mom finds the bloody shirt in the garbage. So, which is weird. Yeah, Terry's bloody shirt from earlier, which you think she would have seen after eating all that food and, like, presumably throwing some shit away, but, meh. And so, Terry's on the diving board when Karen's in the pool hall, pool thing, being creepy, right. Like, laughing. he just comes out there and he's acting like a five-year-old. He's just, like, bouncing on the diving board, like, hee-hee. And then hee-hee. Karen puts the baby <coughs> in a cabinet, which I thought was funny. Just like, oh, I'm going to ditch this baby for now. But I guess it was a safe place for the baby. And then Terry, sh- or Todd shows up, holding the gun at Terry, or, yeah, at Terry. Todd has the gun, at pointing at Terry. And just like, why does he just shoot him? <coughs> right. Like, just But then, him. like, when he when they do go to try to use a trank gun, it doesn't even work. Yeah, and then, so they have, Terry and Todd have a fight. They're fighting in the pool, they're fighting outside the pool. Uh-huh. And the mom shows like, up. They end up in the pool, eventually. So the mom shows up. And at this point, she... Well, she af- this is after she goes to Brad's office and finds him dead and everything. Yeah. And, like, for some reason, Terry leaves him propped up on the desk looking like he's still alive. And, you know, the mom sees the severed hand and turns him around and, oh, my God. So I guess she gets a gun that he had in his office or on him. And she comes in then. Yeah, she comes in and then... She shoots Terry. So I was honestly surprised that that happened. Well, see, Terry, you know, gets the best of Todd in the pool fight, and he's the one who gets out. And I thought for sure they were going to pull, like, some kind of switcheroo, like, how are they going to change shirts while they're in the pool fighting? You know, that's kind of ridiculous. So I really thought for sure she'd killed Todd and not Terry. But she does manage to kill Terry when he tries pulling the, but mom, oh, and she shoots him, like, how many times? Like, it's a six-shooter. I think she shot him five times. So then, yeah, so she shoots... One in that one time in the fucking eye. Yeah, and he's still standing somehow. Oh, mom! She's like an expert marksman. Yeah, shoots him. <laughs> the hits, one good thing she's done with her life hits every time, and then she gives this really weird speech to Todd, which made me feel like they had some sort of incestuous relationship. Yeah, because she's giving the speech to Todd after he climbs out of the pool. After he climbs out of the pool, she's like holding him, giving him the speech, but she thinks it's Terry. Yeah, well, at see, the end, she thinks it's Terry. So she, at the end, she thinks she kills Todd. Well, she. So when she's shooting, she thinks she's shooting Todd. She's saying, "Oh, Terry, see, I, I wasn't sure what it was. Maybe in her craziness, she thought she killed Todd, and she wanted it to be Terry. Then she kills herself because she just doesn't want to deal with it. But in my mind, I thought maybe she." She does know that she killed Terry, but she's saying that, oh, Terry, because he's the one she spent all the time with all these years, so she feels bad about it. Like, she's, you know, mostly just ignoring Todd, and she kills herself out of guilt for, you know, leaving Todd in the nut house and letting Terry go and turn into what he did yeah, and kill all the people. you could definitely look at it both ways. So, yeah. I thought that she, because she goes, you're Todd! You're Todd! Uh-huh. And then he was, like, up against the wall screaming, I'm Todd! Yeah. And then she kept going, Ah, uh, you're Todd! You're Todd! And so I thought, me, I thought it was a shock, like, she meant to kill Todd, so she's freaking out because she, yeah. she feels like she killed the wrong person. Yeah, she thought Terry was innocent. It really is 50-50 to me. I could see it being so either way. The, the, and then they both are screaming, I'm Todd! I'm Todd! So, and the mom 
takes a gun, blows her brains out, yep. and then police sirens hit, and then, which, how the police, were, I guess Karen, I can only assume Karen went and called the police. Yeah, Because nobody else has called them, unless the operator was like, there's something yeah, fucked yeah, up going on exactly. over here. And then the movie just ends. Yeah, and it's like, poor Todd, he's lost everybody, he just saw his mom blow her brains out, like, I'm sure everybody's gonna know that he's innocent now, and he'll get out, but what does he have to go back to? The only other person that survived is Karen, and she thought, oh, you're creepy, oh, dir, dir, dir. so it's just... Well, maybe that she knows she, that he's innocent, Todd and Karen will hook, get, like, married, and they'll raise that baby. I wouldn't count on that. <laughs> I wouldn't count you on know, that at all. We could have like, my blood, final blood was, too, Todd's baby. Well, Todd, guess you're fucked. Some ending. <laughs> yeah, the movie just ends, though. Yeah. There's nothing. There's no... The cops show up, Karen explains what happens, helps Todd get free, that kind of... Uh, that, these are just things you have to assume happen. Yeah. Because they don't show you anything. It's right. just like, fuck you, audience. Like, movies that just end like that. It like, uh, sort of reminds me of uh, the, the movie Eight Days a Week. It was sort of in the vein of American Pie, where it had Carrie Russell before she got famous from Felicity. And it's like this dorky guy decides he wants to get with his hot neighbor who he's been friends with all the time. She's got this douchebag boyfriend. And he says he wants to camp out on her lawn until she agrees to go out with him. And, like, basically his whole thing is, you know, oh, he wants to have sex with this girl that he loves or thinks he loves and dirt dirt. So at the end, he finally gets her. And they have, like, a, a you know, big high-energy sex romp. And at the end, he just goes, oh, I was right. There really is nothing better than making love. And it's just the end. Like, really? So, like, yep, it's all about the pussy kids. The end. Oh, man, there's so many of those, like, post-American Pie movies. God damn, we should watch one of those. There, there was one called Big Daddy. Oh. Not, who, not Big Daddy, Who's Your Daddy that I remember watching. Um, it was, like, where this kid finds out he's, like, an heir to, like, a Playboy like oh. Hugh Hefner type person, huh. and that was like I don't know. There were so many of those. I mean, National Lampoon's well, I, I think even made a number of those before Suncoast closed down. I got uh, cheap copies of all the direct-to-video American oh, Pie movies. No. I haven't watched them yet, but I think it'll be worth it. You know what, Eugene Levy's in all four of them. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck, Eugene Levy? Like he does <laughs> not have to be in those. There's no, you know, no he, not at all. Like but no like, reason. Maybe he wasn't doing any work at the time and just need to keep his, like, insurance for yeah. his SAG. Yeah. Because I hear that a lot of times. People just like, oh, I just did it for the, to keep the insurance. Yeah. That's what I heard about What's-His-Face that's in Sharknado. Oh. Uh, Ian Ziering. Oh, he yeah. He only did the first one because he was having a kid and stuff and he didn't have any work. Right, right. So he was like, oh, I need to keep my insurance because we're having a kid. So I'll just do this movie, whatever, fuck it. Yeah, yeah, there's been actors that have done that on soaps, too. Like, oh, this character's terrible and the storyline's terrible, but I'm having a kid and I need steady work, so, you know. Yeah, so... But yeah, Blood Rage, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't, like, good. It was just, like, there. It just kind of yeah, exists. It's just yeah, like a slasher... It's... To your typical at the time, if they would have had like a like a more coherent story and a little bit more reason why things were happening, I think it could have been a lot better. I liked that it was as gory as it was. I just wish you know there would have been a little more effort into making like the violence a little more believable. I really did like the score <laughs> music though. Yes, the that music was, was really good. And if you if you want to just hear the music, you could just watch the end credits because I think they play most of it over the credits. There's no like actual songs yeah. in this movie whatsoever. So you could check that out. What's it's funny good. is, though, a lot of the reviews on IMDb and even on Amazon that I saw, a lot of people really like this movie. Hmm. Like, majority of people, like, really enjoy this movie. Well, I wonder if, you know, like, how old these reviews are. Because I wonder if this is more people just, like, discovering this now rather than people that watched it when it was first out. 
is like I could understand people liking this now compared to a lot of the crap they're putting out. Oh yeah, like, definitely. This seemed like people who were just like slasher movie buffs. Yeah, that, like, yeah. That, that like this movie. But I mean, I like slasher movies, but this movie was just okay. I don't think it was yeah, really yeah. ranting and raving and telling people, hey, "Have you never seen yeah. Blood Rage?" I was hoping I could have come back to a better first movie, but oh well. <laughs> yeah, Gleaming the Cube was a was a pretty good. You know, I, the, I thought Helen Keller was going to be a good first one, and it it was it was all right. But uh, Gleaming the Cube definitely led to a really good discussion. So, but this one too, though, like because it was just some weird shit. The mom alone, weird, weird shit in this movie. Well, I'm I'm glad because uh, we we talked about this before we started recording, but it is about to come out on Blu-ray here. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, apparently, there was a long fight over like rights about like who owned it and everything. I guess it only recently got resolved. And the comments because we watched this on YouTube, and like I'm assuming anybody that's watching along with us did. The comments said, "Oh, this is about to get released by Arrow Films," and I looked that up, and it was a UK company. They did a DVD Blu-ray release, and I thought that was weird, but now it's about to come out over here, too. So I was going to say, oh, if you want to get this, like it, it seems sketchy that you'd have to order it from a U.K. company, even though it says the DVD is region-free, but we're getting a release over here now, so never mind all that. Yeah. Well, so... Uh... You know what? I need to, I need to look up, because I'd, I'd been watching for this, and I haven't looked in a while. The movie we got denied a couple years ago, The Granny. I'm hoping somebody will put that out. Yeah. Because I saw, I saw like, the last half hour of it way back in high school, and it seemed ridiculous. Yeah, we got... And I yeah, really want to see totally it. Totally denied I'm, that movie. Fingers crossed somebody puts that out, because it really does deserve a good release from what I saw. Like, this, it's like this, this grandmother dies, and, like, her family are, like, shitheads, and they just want her inheritance, but she comes back from the dead to punish them. But it, it, the point, the bit I remember the most from all this is... She's in the middle of, like, locking people in her mansion, and it's all, like, creepy, and they can't get out, and she's killing them one by one. Somehow a priest is in there, and he's trying to, like, exorcise her, banish her, or whatever, and he goes, you you profane the name of Jesus, and blah, 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 and she just goes, of course I did, you pious fuck, I'm granny. <laughs> yeah, I remember watching the trailer for that one, you had talked about it, and it looked absolutely out of control, so we definitely, hopefully somebody has to have... Or release, or get their maybe Scream Factory gets a uh, hands so. on the granny. Uh, but for next week, uh, you said you may may or may not be be here, but um, you can still watch the movie if you want, and then that week after or something, you give your thoughts. We're gonna watch from 1981. It's a Canon film, and ever since I watched the documentary about Canon films, I've been I've seen a lot of them: Masters of the Universe, Bloodsport, some of their bigger ones. But they made a lot of really insane movies over the years. These guys were like coked up. Iranian dudes who just wanted to make fucking movies. Oh. And so they made one called, uh, we're actually going to do all three of these movies, and the first one's on YouTube in full, but like a great, like a not as good of a quality, but uh -huh. on, I saw it on Daily Motion. Uh -huh. So if you Google, like, Enter the Ninja, Daily Motion. Enter the Ninja. Yeah, so we're going to watch Enter the Ninja from 1981. The other two, though, are on YouTube in full, in HD, on Paramount has, like, their own YouTube channel called Paramount's Vault, uh -huh. where you can watch movies for free. Oh, like, a bunch cool. of random older movies that they don't give a shit about, I think. Now, are these movies related other than the fact they're made by the same people? Like, yeah. Are they, are the stories tie together somehow? I, I guess. Huh. So, uh, I actually bought them all recently. They were, on really, they were really cheap on oh. Blu-ray on um, Amazon, so... You have all three of them? Yeah, I see I the do. first one here. Yeah, so... It's been a while since I've seen your vault down here. So, uh... Enter the Ninja from 1981. After completing his training at a ninja school, an army vet travels to the Philippines and finds himself 
battling a land grabber who wants his war buddy's property. He must also fight his rival. <laughs> Ninjutsu, so the darkest it, and deadliest of all the martial arts. I'd like to think this is going to be two separate stories that don't fit together <laughs> like Kaboom. You should see the uh, trailer. It's like, first it was Kung Fu, then there was this, but now Ninjutsu. <laughs> it's like, yeah, so there is... We're going to do all three of these movies because the third one, to me, seems to be the most absurd and departure from the series. Okay. So there's Enter the Ninja, Revenge of the Ninja, uh-huh. seems right. pretty standard, like, okay, and then Ninja 3, The Domination, <laughs> which is, the ninja, the ninja is so, I don't know if it's one of these or something, goes into this woman's body, and it's like an exorcism ninja movie, and this is what? a chick from Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo. Special K? Yeah, because, oh. because uh, Canon Films also made Breaking and Breaking 2. Oh my god. So, yes. So it, it all culminates just to reach Ninja 3, The Domination. But I figured, you know, we could just go Ninja 3, The Domination, and... Oh no, we, know, we've got like, to see this saga through I feel like we need, to see the, we need to see it the through. The Canon Cinematic Universe. Yeah. So... Canon, I mean, we can honestly watch the Canon move documentary. The Canon Canon? Uh, it's called something the wild and wonderful something Canon of Canon films. <laughs> it, me and uh, a buddy of ours, Cody, watched it one day, and we were just like, what the fuck? These guys were just all coked up and just made insane movies. <sighs> yeah, they made everything from all your Chuck Norris action movies, like Missing in Action, oh, Invasion USA, wow. to Masters of the Universe, to... <sighs> Like, they made some Alan Quarterman movies that they oh, made. Uh, they A lot of times they were trying to rip off. There's one called Going Bananas or <laughs> Go Bananas or something. And it they have, like, somebody in, like, a monkey suit. And it's, like, about it, this little boy who's the kid from Over the Top who, like, befriends, like, a monkey. <laughs> Looks so fucking creepy, but I can't find it anywhere. Oh. Like, n- it's not available anywhere. I'm hoping after the release of that... Documentary, more and more of their movies get released yeah, by like Screen yeah. Factory and like, stuff. Cause, like, give, it, give it some time. Because while while Enter the Ninja and Revenge of the Ninja were put out by somebody else, Screen Factory put out uh, Ninja 3, oh. The Domination. That so must mean weird. that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. So it's weird that these two got put out by the same company, and then this one. But for some reason, the second and third ones are on Paramount's vault huh. YouTube page, so... Pretty bizarre. You know, it could be a case of, you know, somebody only buying some rights and then, you know, Distri- oh, yeah, Screen Factory will do the, the home video even though they are trying to do some streaming themselves. Maybe they wanted to get it for streaming, but it's not available yeah. yet. I could see that. Yeah, definitely. So, so um, oh, before before we cut off, I should mention, anybody that loves B-movies should, and as a Power Rangers fan, should take an interest in Shop Factory's releases of the first two Seasons of Power Rangers, the original Japanese versions. We have, uh, it's spelled Zayu Ranger, but it's pronounced Ju Ranger, which is the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Dino Rangers story. If you watch that, oh my god, it's like, it, in some ways it's darker and more violent, because Japanese Rita is all about murdering children. Like, even if her plans get foiled, like, oh, I'm not gonna beat the Rangers, but if I can at least kill one child, today will have been a good day. Oh, like, shit. It's, Wow. <laughs> it's bizarre. Sounds, you need to see that. That sounds absolutely wild. And then uh, the other one, Die Ranger, which is the origin of the Thunderzords and the White Ranger. Uh, a lot of that show got erased because they still tried to keep the Dino Ranger costumes, so most people didn't see the Die Ranger costumes except for the White Ranger, and they only saw the Zords and the monsters. 
I think part of the reason was because the main Japanese villains in that one were like people in like these leather S and M outfits that <laughs> didn't didn't have a rubber monster suit form. Straight out of Land of Doom. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I I just got that set. It's like they pushed back the release date, even though Shout Factory's shipping it already. I just got mine, and like, oh, it's so bizarre. You need to see this. Like the second episode, the bad guys are called the Goma Clan. They're like, oh, one of our things to do when we wake up after our thousand year hibernation is to kidnap five innocent children and murder them and use their blood as a blood sacrifice. So the commanders, these people in these leather outfits, are here. They're already like, oh, kill these children and drain their blood so we can drink it. And the monster of the day comes out. It, like, it has a rubber monster suit for him, but like, this guy comes out dressed as a Grim Reaper with Jason's hockey mask on and a giant sickle. Like He's just about to gut these people, and the rangers come in. Then, oh, no, we'll save you, kids. It's like, holy shit. Holy shit. Wow, that's really fucking dark. <laughs> wow. Well, that's really, really bizarre. I'll have to, I'll have to look into that. I never, I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh yeah, no, they they put out uh, the first season back in February, and the second one's just coming out now. The official release date now is the week after Thanksgiving, but Shout Factory and Amazon are shipping copies already. Yeah, they so. are. The Shout Factory always does that. I got when I pre-ordered Nightbreed, I got it like two, three weeks before the release official like street date. And same thing with People Under the Stairs and something else. So so. Anybody that's interested in this, they. They basically said, you know, if the first one sells well, we'll get another one. So now they're on the second one. So if these sell well, hopefully they'll do the third season, which was the Ninja Zords and all that. And uh, anybody that's interested in this, buy it. They'll keep releasing it. So, And you get it all in one set. You know, it's 50 episodes for, you know, MSRP 60. I got mine for 35 on that's Amazon. That's not bad at all. So, yeah. yeah. Goddamn. Well, yeah, definitely check that out. That sounds like something I would definitely check out. That oh, yeah, it, it's crazy as fuck. it's wonderful. I was telling Sam, actually, today at work, uh, he was talking about we, about some, like, BTV type of things. Mm-hmm. So I was telling him about Baywatch Nights, and he had never realized how absurd that was. Oh, so yeah. we definitely got to eventually get to some more Baywatch oh, yes. Nights episodes. Yes, like, I've purposely not watched those because I'm saving them for a rainy day when I need to laugh. Yeah. So I've only watched the ones that we've done here other than, like, episode trailers you know yeah yeah we definitely need to do re- redo some of those so uh next week enter the ninja you can find it in full on youtube or daily motion uh the other two once we get to those those are uh, also in full on youtube and in full hd and everything so that's pretty sweet unlike this movie which was pretty bad quality so it was kind of well it was from an old vhs yeah. which is probably all he had available at the time yeah but... so well uh for b movie breakdown i'm cory i'm drc and remember That's not cranberry sauce. (laughs) It's definitely not cranberry sauce. It's the best of the worst. Be moved.